0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the 415ers podcast brought to you by the Odyssey Sports Podcast Network with 95.7 The Game. Mark Grandy, follow him on social at Mark Grandy. Mark with a C, Grandy with an I. I'm on social at eGiddings10 at 415ers across social media platforms. Feel free to download, rate, and subscribe. Uh, one thing we do have to... Mention mark is 49ers news this week which is a bit unfortunate uh but we'll we'll kind of get through this and then get back to all, all the fun stuff all the fun content we have coming for you three times a week um charles and was arrested on suspicion of misdemeanor domestic violence early on uh tuesday and you know was was booked into santa Clara county jail he's already out on bail the 49ers haven't officially commented on the issue beyond saying that they are gathering further information, quote unquote. Uh, but obviously this is not the way you want to start your week. This is not the way that Charles Amenahue, I'm sure, you know, wants to to be viewed. Um obviously the the woman that was involved in the situation, we feel for her as, as well and hope that she is all right from all reports. It appears that she is. Um, but Mark, I don't know what you thought about reading this news, but I based on the way that the 49ers have handled situations like this in the past, I know it was much worse, but Ruben Foster is the first one that comes to mind. Um, I personally would be very surprised if Charles and played this weekend. I know Mike Florio made some comments uh, around the Bay area on Tuesday, essentially saying that it's, you know, situation by situation case. I know that the NFL has had a long history of not necessarily intervening in individual situations such as this, uh, but the way that the 49ers have conducted themselves in the past with, you know, unfortunate occurrences like this and, and Omenahue being arrested officially, uh, I would be surprised to see him out there on Sunday, even though he's a huge part of their team.
1: Yeah. You, I mean, something you said at the top this, first of all, uh, thinking of of Omenahue's girlfriend who was the victim here in this situation, what the police have reported is that uh, Omenahue pushed her to the ground during an argument. Uh, there were no visible injuries uh, for the woman, fortunately, and uh, she did complain of some pain in her arm, but declined medical attention. So certainly seems like uh, avoided any, any, you know, major injury, which is the good news here, but just a terrible situation all the way around. I mean, again, you you feel for the, the victim and, and the victim's family, and you wish that something like this never happens, Evan, but if. If you just narrow the focus purely to football, uh, which is a, I don't know, it's it's maybe easy for us to do, and, and maybe we yeah, shouldn't. It's always probably do it. done
0: too often, but it, unfortunately, it tends to be the case.
1: Yeah, like it, we're, we're privileged enough to to be able to just say, all right, what does this mean on the football field? Um, and and you kind of tend to put the victim on the back burner. I, I, I'm not doing that at all. We we feel for her and and her family and everything that that she has to be going through now with a situation like this but if you were to focus purely on the football side of things it's Charles Amenhi what the hell are you doing like how how can you do that to your girlfriend and i know i know it doesn't sound the greatest but how do you do it the week before an nfc championship game the biggest football game of your life and you're right it it would be a terrible look if the 49ers trot him out there on sunday against the eagles like nothing happened uh, we know the NFL is not going to, you know, not allow him to play. If the Niners decide that he will play, then he will play. The NFL will not decide that for the 49ers. They will let the Niners decide themselves. Um, I'll be interested to see what the Niners do here, because generally, uh, as you've alluded to and, and spoken to just a little bit ago, they've tended to hand, handle these things pretty well. I mean, they're a generally... a, a well-run organization, first class. That's what it's what everyone says. Uh, so if they are to continue with kind of the, the precedent that they have set in the past, Evan, I don't think he will play. Uh, but the fact that it is an NFC Championship game kind of muddies things a little bit because there are a few games with bigger stakes than this one, and there's no doubt that Charles Ameniu has been a gigantic factor positively for the 49ers on the football field this year. He had the strip sack of Geno Smith in the second half that really turned that game around for the 49ers just a week and a half ago. Uh, He had two sacks in that game. He's been really good this year. Um, And it just is absolutely terrible that he had to do this now and do it at all. And now the Niners are in this situation where where they have to make a decision on, on one of their more important pieces on the defensive side of the ball.
0: Yeah. I'm with you, Mark. I think you put it best. Uh, What the hell are you doing? That's, that's kind of the way I think most people should look at this situation. Should it be before a title game? Should it be in the off season? Should it be at any time, any place, anywhere? Cannot do it. Should not do it. Uh, shame on you, Charles here so uh, I want to leave that there. And of course, it'll be a story this entire week, unfortunately. And should the Niners move on to the Super Bowl, I'm sure we'll be in the news cycles, maybe even more than, say, a rookie quarterback and a Mr. Irrelevant last pick of the draft getting the Super Bowl. And, and that's kind of where I want to transition to. Um, no easy way to do it, Mark. But, you know, Brock Purdy has a chance to make the Super Bowl as a rookie quarterback. Yeah. And it's, it's just interesting because... Like I, I don't think that he was necessarily the catalyst of the offense or the, the win against Dallas, but or maybe maybe not. I should say the win against Dallas. I thought the defense played its 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 best game, but you know obviously you need a quarterback to get you there, and he didn't make any mistakes like the other guy we mentioned earlier. So uh, just quickly, you know, I, I kind of want to ask you like, if he does make the Super Bowl, like should he be in the same conversation heading into next season as guys? in his age range. And one of them is on the other sideline in Jalen Hurts. Now I know he's not an MVP candidate, but the way he's been playing, I heard some people this week saying, well, if he played the entire 16 game, 17 game season? Maybe he might be in the MVP, MVP race, just with how good he's played and statistically how he's fared. Uh, The other guys that would be in that conversation, not all of them, of course would be, I guess, you know, below Brock Purdy, but you know, Justin Herbert, Joe Burrow, Tua Tungavailoa, Trevor Lawrence, Kyler Murray, Daniel Jones, Lamar Jackson, all of those quarterbacks are age 25 and under. Brock <laughs> Purdy is age 23. Should he make the Super Bowl, Mark? Does he de- deserve to be in the same sentence? Oh, uh,
1: God, that is a really, really difficult question because you have to fight what, uh, I don't know, the eye test and then and then what someone has accomplished. I mean, no rookie quarterback has ever won a conference title game and started a Super Bowl. And Brock Purdy is one went away from doing that. I know there's been reports that oh Jimmy Garoppolo could come back. Spoilers. If he's healthy enough to play, he will not. Brock Purdy, assuming Brock Purdy's health. Jimmy Brock-
0: Garoppolo loses that game against the Dallas Cowboys. I believe. Hmm.
1: Maybe. I mean he won it last year and he was pretty bad in the in that playoff game. And now he did have that injured, injured shoulder, but I know I'm getting away from your question. Uh, because you have to kind of separate what the guy accomplished. And as as we just talked about, Brock Purdy is close to doing something that no rookie quarterback has ever done. And then you have to think about, well, Justin Herbert is what, six five and has a rocket for a right arm and, and can place the ball anywhere on the field and is just so physically imposing. And if you could dream up a quarterback, if, if you could build a quarterback in a lab, he would come out looking like Justin Herbert. He would come out looking nothing like Brock Purdy. Uh, But if this is a guy who has a good performance on the road against a really good defense in the Philadelphia Eagles, and he goes to the Super Bowl, Evan, and he's there on media day, and he's being asked all the questions, there's 70 reporters surrounding his little stand uh, asking him questions. I mean, how could you not include him in a group of young up-and-coming promising quarterbacks there are certainly tiers in that list uh you know like herbert and i know burrow is older but same draft class as herbert yeah and technically trevor he's 26 lawrence.
0: but yeah you're right same years.
1: uh but like herbert and and trevor lawrence and and some of the others as well i'm not sure Tua's was in that top group um but i don't know how you couldn't include him With that list, he's certainly not at the top of the list, Evan, but if he does something that no other rookie quarterback has ever done, I don't care what the circumstances are. I don't care if you're on a team full of 15 Hall of Famers. Uh, You've done something that no one else has ever done. You deserve to be in that group.
0: Yeah, I think he does. I think he deserves to be in the conversation because of what he potentially would accomplish. And even if he doesn't win, and even if he plays poorly, this will be his first loss as a starter <laughs> in his career, which is in the uh, NFC title game. I I, look, I know he's got a great team around him, but then again, Jalen Hurts hadn't been this MVP candidate until his third year, until Philadelphia had surrounded him with you know, a variety of weapons offensively until Nick Sirianni got there as head coach. And like uh, situation matters for sure, but being able to maximize that situation, I believe is important. And yes, I mean, I think any buddy would tell you that building a Justin Herbert or building a Joe burrow, or uh, maybe even Lamar Jackson, for those that prefer kind of a, you know, a dual threat quarterback would maybe be the more enticing option. But I mean, Joe burrow is, is in a class unto his own, but if if I'm having this conversation with somebody, they're going to say, "Okay, does Brock Purdy blow a 27-point lead?" You know, cuz that's what Justin Herbert did, and it was his first playoff game. It wasn't necessarily all his fault, but at the end of the day, that's I mean, that's what he's going to be remembered for at the beginning of his postseason career. What Brock Purdy is going to be remembered for at the beginning of his playoff career is throwing three touchdowns and running for one against Seattle and getting his team to the NFC title game. And I know wins aren't the end all be all of stats, but I believe that Brock Purdy this summer will be in those conversations, not at the top of the list, but I'm sure there's going to be some people that would say, yeah, I'd rather have Brock Purdy than Kyler Murray. I'd rather have Brock Purdy maybe than, you know, Tua Tungavailoa. Like those are the quarterbacks in his range. And the way I look at Brock Purdy right now is he is on kind of like in an Eli Manning. Path. I know Eli Manning was the number one overall pick out of college, but Eli Manning in the regular season never wowed you. He would have some big games. You know, He he, he had a big arm, but everyone just kind of wondered how this guy would have so much success in the playoffs. And the answer is because he had some great running backs, had a, a good enough offensive line, had a great front four that was able to stymie the likes of Tom Brady twice. And then he did enough offensively to win those games and he played well in the playoffs. And right now, Brock Purdy has not shown that he is too small for the moment. Maybe it's this weekend. Maybe it it comes against the best team left, in my opinion, in the Philadelphia Eagles. But I think he deserves to be in that conversation just because of what he's been able to compile so far. And uh, he might fall off a cliff. I I don't know. But if you're asking me what's going to happen this summer, I guarantee you there's going to be a lot of talking heads that are going to be talking about Brock Purdy along with the rest of those 25 and unders.
1: You're right. He deserves to be in that group and he deserves to be in the conversation. However, uh, something that you said, maybe he falls off a cliff. I will say you know, his inclusion in that group is probably more tenuous than anyone else because of the, the sample size. You know, there is a there's a very real possibility, Evan, say the Niners, they lose. 27 to 13 against the Eagles. Purdy throws two interceptions and generally looks, I don't know, he, he struggles. He looks overwhelmed by the the atmosphere, the environment. I'm not saying I think that's going to happen, that it will happen, anything like that. I mean, he's a rookie. That That could easily happen. And then say he struggles through the first five games next year. He doesn't, he, he can't recapture the magic that he's had to close this season and the team's two and three and Shanahan decides, you know what, we're going back to Trey Lance now. Like that's not something that's so incredibly out of the realm of possibility with Brock Purdy. So if he is able to, to come out with a win in the NFC title game, hell yeah, he deserves to be in that conversation. He, he's done something that no one else has ever done, but his inclusion in that group is extremely tenuous. But I'll put it this way: uh, include him in the group, include him with, uh, you know, with Trevor Lawrence, with Justin Herbert, with Lamar Jackson. You could even throw two Tagovailoa in there. Brock Purdy is near the bottom or at the bottom in terms of my confidence level that these quarterbacks are going to put together like a Hall of Fame career. Like that's, I think some of this is also. Ceiling, and someone like a Trevor Lawrence or a Justin Herbert has a higher ceiling because you can see the physical tools. And I know that's not always what makes quarterbacks great. I mean, a guy like Drew Brees, who similar in stature to Brock Purdy, and you know he has probably a stronger arm, but it's not like he has a bullet or cannon of an arm like a Justin Herbert. Eli Manning is a good example. Even Peyton Manning. I mean, he's they're taller and they have stronger arms, but they don't pop off the page physically and athletically. Um, But I would probably say I'd be less confident in Brock Purdy than almost everyone else in that group uh, of their potential for superstardom in the future. I know that's not the argument that we're talking about here. Um, And all that said, he he does deserve to be in that group if he's able to to come out and perform well against the Eagles, Evan. But I think his inclusion in that group is a little more tenuous than, than almost anyone else.
0: Yeah. No, I'm with you. And and that's, I think we've talked about it a little bit, but I mean, I I still question the arm strength of Brock Purdy. I I still question, you know, the, the stature and look, even though he is the same size as Drew Brees and Russell Wilson, I know it kind of gets lost, but at the beginning of their careers, those two guys were elite athletes and Russell Wilson had a very good arm coming out of college. Yeah. He, if you just go look at his his combine measurables, like he was at the top of his class, as was Drew Brees coming out of Purdue. I know this may sound weird, depending on who you know watched him in his late thirties. Drew Brees had a forty plus inch vertical coming out of college; like that guy could dunk standing still at five foot ten or whatever you know six foot whatever he's listed as. Um, So, no, I don't think Brock Purdy is that kind of guy, and and all these guys we're talking about are also. Top picks for a reason like yeah. they have measurables that you can project uh but i i, I don't know it, it just seems like well the way that brock purdy is set up for success um who knows i mean it, it might take a while for him to get exposed so to speak because of just how good of a team and a play caller he's with and a defense he has at his disposal and the weapons that he has uh it, it'll all change oh. but
1: yeah. I, I think one way to put this, and then I know we'll move on and, and switch uh switch gears here just a little bit, the the conversation, like say, let's use Trevor Lawrence as the other example, Brock Purdy versus Trevor Lawrence. The success of those quarterbacks teams, the success of the Panther, or pardon me, of the the Jaguars, Evan, for example, relies so much more on Trevor Lawrence's ability and performance than the Niners' success does rely on Brock Purdy. There's so much more on Trevor Lawrence's plate. I mean, a lot of that is just because of the teams and, and the way the rosters are constructed. But if the Jaguars have success, it will be undoubtedly because of Trevor Lawrence. If the Niners have success, Brock Purdy is certainly a part of that, and a big part of it. Any quarterback is. But they are as good as they are because of everyone around Brock Purdy and how good that defense is. I think that's kind of where this conversation is as, as well. Trevor Lawrence will get more credit for his successes because of the team he's on as opposed to Brock Purdy. He will not get as much credit because the team around him is so good.
0: Yeah. Sounds like a familiar conversation we had about the uh, former quarterback for the 49ers for the last, I don't know, five or six years. Yeah. It'll be something we'll discuss for a while.